Hello everyone, this is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broodcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio at Pleasanton High School for another episode of our PHS podcast. As we continue with the theme of our podcast, which is what makes PHS great, we will be hearing from the perspective of present and past art club members. Our guests today include junior Natalie Riles and an alumni from the class of 1995, Heather Weathersby Arnold. Let's hear what they have to say. First up is Natalie Riles, class of 2023. Thank you for giving us a moment of, our, of your time. You're in the art club. Are you in the art classes too? Or Yes, I'm taking two art classes right now, and I'm in art Oh man, two art classes. I barely passed the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken art class every year. There you go. I mean, I respect it. Art is something amazing to me. It's just, I'm not the most inclined towards it. My sister got all those jeans. I got the ones that fiddle with computers like this. <laughs> to start us off, our first question is, what do you like best about being in PHS's art program? I like how we have all the classes that we can take for them. And I love all the art teachers here. What art programs are you currently taking right now? I am in Art 3 Paint and Art 3 Sculpture. You have a sculpture class? Yes, we have two. I took uh, Art 2 Sculpture 1 last year. Is art like a career path you're going for? Like, is that what you want to do as a career? Or did you like do it as a hobby more? I'm actually, I used to not want to do art as a career. and these past few years, I've been leaning more towards it. All right. Is there a specific thing that kind of pushed you towards doing art, or is it just a snap in your brain kind of thing? Kind of both. <laughs> like, the more I've been into it has made me want to do it even more. It's like exposure therapy. The more you do it, the more you like it. <laughs> yeah. Is there a specific school you're looking at going to for art, or is it like, oh, they have an art program. That's cool. Let's go. Uh, University of North Texas is one of the best art, they have one of the best art programs in the state of Texas. Oh yeah, I've looked at UNT a bit. They're great with the art programs. I was watching yeah. one of their little videos and most of it was just the art department. I was like, half the tools I didn't know existed in the <laughs> video. I mean, I'm the stereotypical, oh, you put a paintbrush on paper, make something. I forget that there's so much crazy stuff that can go into it. Again, that's why I mess with computers. <laughs> is there a specific type of art degree you're going for at UNT, or is it... I'm wanting to get my uh, master's in fine arts, and oh. I'm thinking about getting an education one, too, so I can oh, go into okay. teaching as well. I know a lot of colleges, if you do something like art or history, anything like that, they will sometimes offer like your teaching certification. Yes alongside it to save you time. I don't know if UNT does that. I know the one I'm going to does, but. <laughs> I want to say most of them do that. Mm. For like certain degrees. They also right. just throw in some education yeah, because, as a fallback. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know. Art's not the most stable. Oh yeah, it's one of those, <laughs> if you know someone you're set for life, but otherwise you got to do a lot it's of work. It's a lot of work and a lot of time. One thing I've always heard was Artists never see the benefit of their work because they always get popular after they die, which is really dark, but... It's true. Yeah, because, I mean, all the famous ones are Kaputsky. They're yes. Renaissance and all that at this point, except for a few. Um, so, do you plan on going for an independent art career first, like trying to make something? Or, like, do teaching first? You're going to try and do both at the same time? I want to do both at the same time. All right. Because 
what I'm wanting to do is very uh, multimedia artist, which varies from like animators to everything. Oh, okay. So you're very versatile is what you're yes. saying. Man. Yeah, those are really needed because almost everything's going online now, you know, yeah. like that metaverse thing that just came out. They're going to need so many artists, not even funny, because each company that's on there has to make their own little yeah. dimension. That's why multimedia artists is a safer choice because then you can do more digital art. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is what more people need to do now. Oh, yeah, because honestly, physical art i've seen in mansions and museums i don't really see it in people's houses anymore unless they bought it at like goodwill or hobby lobby oh yeah but um so you plan on doing that so are you gonna are you thinking about you know those etsy wish all that stuff are you thinking about doing anything on there because i know that's made artists life a lot easier especially redbubble because that one I saw, literally, you put your art on there, right? Mm -hmm. And they will stamp it on the mugs, hoodies. Literally, there's one I got that was literally just an acrylic block with the artwork put on the back of it to make it look pretty. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the main place I see art nowadays, for, like yeah. for independent stuff like that. Are you looking at something like that at all? Or? Uh, yeah. I'm wanting to like sell some of my art pieces so I can at least make profit oh, yeah. off of some of the things Right, because our teachers, they're, the, they're in desperate need, but we don't as much as we should. No. <laughs> I mean, I know teachers get pretty all right in Texas. This is one of the better ones, but our teachers, I've heard, are paid a little bit less they're than everyone They're paid less because they're not as valued as much. They think that they do less. Which is stupid. Like I think they do more, actually. I have, I've seen, like, a couple of teachers here in Pleasanton. It's a little different here in Pleasanton High School, Morganville, but... Out of everywhere I've been, I've never seen anyone work as hard as the art teachers. Yeah. Ever. Because they're the ones who stay after school and prepare projects. They're the ones who sometimes they even have to buy out of pocket resources for their class and stuff like that. Most oftentimes they, they are the ones buying every art supply. Exactly. Because, you know, <laughs> the funding is terrible. That's what another thing I like about Pleasant Hill. From what I can tell, compared to everywhere else, at least they're a little bit better to the art program. Yes. As far as I can tell, at least. I know in Jordanton, the art program is not very well. <laughs> they probably don't have sculpting, I can promise you that. <laughs> as a member of the art program, are there any pieces that like are the most memorable to you? Like, if you had to choose a magnum opus out of the stuff you made in high school, what would it be? A lot of my paintings, I feel like I'm gonna hold on to for a while. Especially this year, since I've done more like exposure and stuff, like more emotional pieces. Right. Made yeah. a little bit more personal to yourself yes. rather than an assignment kind of thing. Yes. Because in the classes I take this year, it's more like you get to do what you want, not right. an assignment. At this point, it's okay, you've been through all the other classes, now you actually get to do you know, what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. <laughs> you basically know what you're doing at this point. Just make me something eventually, please. <laughs> is that about how it goes? Is Yes. Here's the due date. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, if you don't make it, it's okay. As long as you're working on it. Right. Yeah. That's another thing I've liked yes. about art is that instead of, you know, like other classes where it's, it's due this day specifically or else, you know, you're missing yeah. points. Art class from what I've taken is as long as you're putting in effort and actually trying to get it done, yeah. you're not going to fail. No. Which is wonderful. I wish most classes were like that because I try, but two dates suck. <laughs> <laughs>
Are there any like major events during the year that you look forward to during the art program? Vase, I look forward to Vase, which is, it's a, like an art competition where we, it's like a whole bunch of high schools in all, in all over Texas. We all come together and choose either one or two pieces of our artwork and we show it. Oh, wow. Okay. I've gone twice. How'd you do? I didn't make it to state, but I got like the highest you can get up to state. Both of them. Oh, there you go, man. <laughs> Honest, that, that's a good way to make connections, though, right? Like, yes. Like, I know my freshman year, since we actually went in person, we got to see like the school that was there, and they displayed our artwork around the whole thing, so everybody got to see everybody else's art. Oh man, which is really neat. Because I'm not sure how the art industry works. That is not my modus operandi. As far as I can tell, you're supposed. Isn't there like a middleman you're supposed to go through to sell artwork or something like an agent or whatever you want to call it? Kind of, but not really. Okay. It's more up to the artist than anybody okay. else. Okay, is that more of one of those like old like it's, it's back a before the internet? Yourself. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you know, my only source of information about the art industry is from movies, which you know are not the most accurate thing <laughs> no. in existence. I can guarantee you that. And so whenever I interview someone who knows more about a topic than I do, I always try and learn something. So, hey, guess the agent thing from um, Beetlejuice was fake. <laughs> <laughs> you said you got the highest possible up to state. Have there been any other awards you've gotten for your artwork? Anything like that? I think that's the only thing I've really gotten. I mean, that is like a big achievement to be able to get that far, especially when you're surrounded by other crazy good art students. Thousands of people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like you got out of, God, Texas is like, I think one of the most populated states in the nation and you did better than like a significant portion. I mean, I didn't make it to state, but. Still, it's small victories, you know? Like, yes. And plus, you know. The whole thing about you're not always going to be at your best in high school. That's when you're still learning half the time, too. You know, like you just get better the exactly. more you do it. That's another thing about art that blows my mind is unlike everything else where there's usually like a steep learning curve, like you hit. And then and, it just goes down. And then it's just like plateaus and then eventually whoop, back down. With art, from what I can tell, it's just up, it just, bend up, bend up. Yeah, it just keeps going up. The theme of our podcast is what makes Pleasanton High School great. For you, for Natalie, what makes PHS great? I think all the opportunities that we really have. I know that kind of sounds really basic and rehearsed, but no. I really like all the teachers that we have and like how they can help you achieve anything that you really want to Absolutely, do. yeah. Like, Especially the art teachers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mrs. Harris, again, I've known her for like two and a half years now, and she's helped me with things like I wasn't even in her art class at the time and she helped me with my projects because I had no idea what I was doing and she just come visit and while Mrs. Arnold was busy Mrs. Harris would be like why don't you try that or do this and like you're the opportunities that the teachers provide again especially art are absolutely amazing especially compared to like again everywhere else 
And, you know, they really take it to a new level here. You know, the school spirit and how much they care, especially the teachers. It's wonderful to see. Yes. And now let's hear from Heather Weathersby Arnold, class of 1995. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on our show, giving us a little of your time out of your day. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. All right. So um, what have you been up to since you graduated from PHS? Well, um, I've been up to the usual things. I went to college. I went to the University of Texas at Austin. Um, then I got married. Um, I started working at a middle school in San Antonio, Stinson Middle School. I uh, worked there for eight years. Then um, I had a baby and wanted to move closer to home. So I was lucky enough to get a job at Poteet Middle School. And then I was there for four years. And I was lucky enough to then have the opportunity to come back to PHS, which is my ultimate goal from the get-go. Right, same here. I'm going to college for teaching as well. Um, so I'm hoping I can come back and teach as well. It's um, really awesome. So what did you major in in college? Um, my major was, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts with a Visual Arts Studies degree, and then I also got my teaching certificate simultaneously. Right. Oh, so they offered it at the same time? Because I know yes. some colleges do that. The one I'm looking at um, in San Marcos does the same thing for the history program that I'm going I think if you into. know going in that you're going to, to be a teacher, they work it so that it's, um, you know, because it right. is really helpful because, you know, a lot of those teaching classes are teaching you the art of teaching, not just art. So I was taking art classes, but then as I got further closer to graduation, it was a focus more on classroom management and those sorts of things. And that's uh, also when you get to go do your observation. And so I really was sure at the end that I wanted to be a teacher, not just art. Right. And um, I was looking at that because I've been doing a little bit of research teaching like certification programs as far as i can tell can sometimes take quite a while so being able to do it alongside your degree seems well and having a professional there to help you but... i don't know like some of these people who have their degree and then they get the alternative certification i think it would have been really scary to go into the classroom without having any teaching experience oh, yeah absolutely like the just walking into a room full of and middle. being in charge. You know how you know how scary you were in high school. Now you're in charge of those scary kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you obviously very much like art, which I, I agree with. Not good at it, but I like looking at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your art. You're not bad. Oh, shucks. So what kind of classes did Pleasanton offer during the 90s that kind of nurtured your desire to go after an art degree, you know, art, make, make your art, make art your career. I didn't have caffeine this morning, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. When, uh, when I was here in the nineties, it was a lot different and we weren't, we did not have anywhere near the options that you guys have. Um, so I don't remember there being a lot of different arts. It was, you know, art one, art two. I do remember that there was one, one year that they had kind of like advisory, like our focus, but before they really knew what focus should be used for. Um, and so it was kind of like an off period, but you had to take a class and we had some art classes. But back then it was, we didn't have nearly the wide variety, but I still just knew, I think it also had a lot to do with the teachers um, that, you know, really pushed me and could see that I was excelling and that I was interested. And so I think it was really more about that connection um, than necessarily the wide range of classes because we just right. we just didn't have them back then. We had just regular 
Art one, two, and three. Oh yeah, now we've got all these things like floral design and other snazzy classes. Well, not only that, but I remember when I was in junior high, you had to pick, do you want to do band or you want to do art? You know, and uh -huh. now you guys, you know, you can be in band and art and you know, you have all these and options. three other awesome. electives. <laughs> exactly, and we just didn't have that, so you had to know. Oh man, okay, so. That's right. You mentioned teachers, so that actually leads into our next one. Um, were there any teachers that were special for you when you attended PHS? Like that's, you think Pleasanton and this teacher's name comes up first kind of thing. Yes. Uh, my, well, I have two, but the one at high school was Miss Stinson, which was my art teacher. And she was just awesome. She was, you know, she always had crazy stories and she just really, you could tell she cared about her students. And she was just my favorite teacher. Um, in fact, she would always, when, you know, by high school, I knew that I was going to go, I wanted to be an art teacher. And so she would always joke that, um, she was going to save her job for me so I could come back and take <laughs> her job. Well, I didn't quite, you know, get graduated in time. So, um, but I did, we kept in touch and before she passed, she passed not too, not, not too long ago. Um, I did, was able to tell her that I finally made it back and I was <laughs> finally working at PHS, just like we had planned. So well, that's good to know that. You were able to talk to her. I'm sorry for your loss. I felt yeah. very close. She was a great lady. I believe it. All the teachers here are absolutely amazing from what I can tell. I, like you said, they're very, very encouraging. It's very nice. Um, what has been a challenge for you as an art teacher or in the art industry in general? I was thinking when I read the questions ahead of time, that one, like out of all the questions, that one really stumped me because I don't really know, like maybe I'm lucky or maybe I just a, have a positive outlook, but I don't really feel like I've had like a lot of struggles. I mean, like nothing that really stands out because I think I just tend to look at more of the positive aspects. Right. So there's nothing that's been really like a terrible struggle. I mean, we have the usual, you know, like as far as our teacher, you know, like our budgets and things like that, but we just, or I just enjoy teaching the kids every day that that outweighs any of the negative. Right. Like we just, we just work it out and we just find a solution. And then we just get on with what we are really here to do, which is spend time with the kids, create amazing art, help them find their talent. And maybe even if they're not super talented, they at least find an outlet and they are able to realize that they um, can still create things that are that are amazing for them. Um, did COVID affect the art program a lot or was it one of those? Well, the, the year that the, when we went home, that was challenging because it was like for everybody, we didn't know and it's art and we don't know what supplies people have. Um, right. And so that was a struggle, but um, the next year when it was the option and the people, some of the students were able to stay home, we got a little bit more, um, you know, just like everybody else, we had kind of figured out a system that worked. Um, you know, I would figure out what project we're doing in the classroom and how can I modify that for them at home. Right. And so, um, so it, we made it through just like everything else. Here I am right. being positive again, but we made it through, we made it work and you know and we're still here going strong honestly positivity is what we need right now <laughs> anyway with all of the crazy stuff in the world that's totally going on agree. positivity is what helps out the most in my opinion more than anything else so you mentioned you really enjoy helping students um things like that is there any other aspects of being an art teacher things like that that are extremely rewarding 
Um, I just think like everyday things is just seeing people when they when they're struggling with the art project and then I'm finally able to get them to see first of all that you're not going to be perfect straight away so it's fine right. if you make a mistake we just adjust it and then it might not turn out like what you want it to look like but you know it's going to turn out amazing and when they finally get it and they're happy with their like their first project and they're proud of it and they want to take it home um, and then some other things just that, like something recently that happened was I went to Grand Zines to get some steaks for dinner and one of the guys behind the counter was an ex-student and he was super excited he said you know I'm still drawing let me do you want to see my drawings he so he pulled out his phone he showed oh, me his pictures awesome. and so seeing that you made an impact where they're still interested in art outside of high school and outside right. of your classroom that's when it's like really like Awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I definitely understand the first part, the realizing like how good it is. I that one was me in your class quite a bit. Like I struggle for a bit, and then when I finally got it, it's this is mine. Like, now. Look, I can do it. <laughs> exactly. I did it. Yeah. Especially that tinfoil project. The yes. um I still have that one in my room. <laughs> awesome. See, that's what I love to hear is students right. when they tell me, I still have it, I still have my artwork. You got Ab Abby, my sister. Um, she's you helped her out a lot. She's drawing a lot more than she did before your awesome. class. So she's great. Oh, and she loves art. It's insane. She got she got the creative genes. I got the computer stuff. Well, this is creative being to, you know, host a show. That's just a different type of creativity. Oh, yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to do this every time. Like I'm yeah. nervous right now. It's ironic because I have diagnosed social anxiety, but I do this just fine. <laughs> but it's everywhere funny. else, it's like this booth, I'm fine. The moment it's out there, I'd rather be listening to my swing music. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to kind of jump over to Pleasanton a little bit, uh, the high school in general. Um, while you were here as a student, what were some of the unique experiences you had unrelated to the art program at the time? Hmm, that's a tough one, too. I don't know. Like, I wasn't super involved. I mean, art was my thing, so okay. I wasn't, um, like, involved. I wasn't in any sports. We... Um, but I, I mean, I do remember going to the football games and my older sister was a pace setter. So, so we would always go, you know, that whole watch the halftime show and that sort of thing. Um, and it was, I don't remember there being like a specific thing standing out, but I just remember uh, like all the students like participating and having fun. And I mean, I was never one of those kids who, oh, I don't want to go to school. Like it was, we wanted right. to go to school. It was fun to be here, to be around your friends and to, you know, in your classes and things like okay, that absolutely i'm my family's the same way with phs like everywhere else we've been it's like oh god it's 8 a.m we have to go but here we're actually pretty you know happy to show up and do what we need to i think it's because like yeah. the people like you said do you have any stories you can think of about phs as a student that like either have you laughing out loud to this day or anything like that like and if the administrators found out the time, they <laughs> might have not been you wouldn't get in trouble but they might not be very tickled with this. it was a long time ago i'm gonna have to think about that one i don't know that uh, i was a good kid i wasn't misbehaving oh, yeah. so i don't know i'll come back to you on that oh, yeah. one because i don't i don't remember there being <laughs> anything but um so you said that you're in art, you went to the football games. Were you involved in it? Were those the only extracurricular organizations you were part of? Um, we had or? an art club that, that I was uh, a member of for at least um, at least two years. 
um, that I did. And then I also, Miss Olivar, we proud to know I was in BPA. I do remember doing, <laughs> going and competing at that. I don't remember if I got any sort of place, but I do remember going and having fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think I might have been part of student council. So I guess I did more than I realized, but it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I understand that. I can barely remember sophomore right, year, so right. I understand. I know when the interview's over, then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I did that yeah. too. Oh. Um, so you mentioned that there were a lot less programs at PHS. Are there any other major differences between Pleasanton High School in the 90s and Pleasanton High School now? Um... I mean, there's, of course, a lot of differences, you know, how just um, education changes. Like, I really um, like now our focus program, which I oh, wish yeah. that we had had that back then, because I feel like kids um, now, um, you know, they have a lot going on. And so it's nice to know that there's a time within the day to get the help that you need in your yeah. classes. And so we didn't have that back then. It was... Um, you know, it was typical 90s, I guess. You know, it was, you did your work, you went home, you had homework, you did it there. You know, it wasn't, right. uh, not that the, the uh, teachers weren't willing to help you. It just, it right. wasn't built into our schedule. Right. So it was, it was a dedicated period for right. help. Yeah. So I feel like you guys are really lucky to, to have that. Absolutely. Focus okay. has saved my life so many right? times. Uh, I just think, but the, the overall atmosphere is the same. I don't remember there being a teacher here that didn't want to be here. They were all like super friendly. You could tell they all cared about the students. Oh, yeah. um, I can't remember any teacher that I had ever being um, like someone that I didn't want to go to their class because I, oh, yeah, absolutely. you know, how kids say, oh, I don't like that teacher. I liked all my teachers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As you probably know from Ms. Alvari, the theme of our podcast is what makes Pleasanton High School great to each individual person. What made PHS great to you? Um, I think really it's about the people and the relationships that you were able to build here. Um, not only just at Pleasanton, but the community. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to put like narrow it down to one thing, but oh, yeah. it's you know what made me want to come back and teach here it's you know what made me want to uh, move here so my daughter could go through this school um it's it's just an overall sense of community and pride and caring about each other and um you know just just the community feel here it's just i don't think you have that anywhere else oh absolutely not like i've been quite a few places and I've never seen a community so invested in their school as Pleasanton. Like it's very, very obvious that everyone supports the school as much as they can. And it's amazing to see. And like you said, the people care, the teachers care. It's, it's stunning, obviously. And I honestly agree that is one of the many, many, many things that makes PHS great. So I'd like to thank you for coming on our show, giving us some of your time. We really appreciate it. I edit this myself, so I can give you a rough estimate of before <laughs> Christmas break. <laughs> okay. Well, make me sound fabulous. This is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broodcast host, taking flight from here in the Biggie studio. We're hoping you join us next month for another brutally awesome podcast. And try to stay positive out there. We know it's crazy.